Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And welcome to Reading the Gospel. Today we are reading the event found in Luke 1, 57. And we're going to read down through verse 80, which talks about the birth of John the Baptist. Let us read. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord has shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. And they would have called him Zechariah after his father, but his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened, and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, blessing God. And fear came on all their neighbors. And all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord, God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham, that we being delivered from his from the hand of the enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days and your children will be called the prophet of the most high for you will go before the lord and prepare his ways to give knowledge of the salvation of his people in the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness, in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the way of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. All right, so we have here in the story Elizabeth giving birth to a son and they follow the customs of the Israelites bringing him to be circumcised on the eighth day and again the custom would be that he would take a family name and so um, they they assumed his name was going to be Zechariah mm -hmm. and Elizabeth objects and they kind of didn't trust her maybe Zechariah would like to have a son on his own name with a similar name and he said uh, in writing, his name will be John. Mm -hmm. And when he said this, practically he demonstrated that he believes 
and he obeys the words of angel Gabriel and as soon as he did it his tongue was loosed and he was able to talk it's interesting that it's not the fact that he went mute in the temple it's not the fact that Elizabeth got pregnant in old age but it's the fact that he started talking again that everyone believed and started hiding in their hearts that that John was a special uh, baby and there was something that God had planned for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find that interesting as we re- read through this. Yeah. And then Zechariah, you know, last time we talked about the prophecy of Elizabeth and uh, Mary, and now we have the prophesying coming from Zechariah. The third person with the gift of prophecy in the New Testament, chronologically speaking, mm-hmm. is Zechariah. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit, prophesied, saying, Mm -hmm. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. And he was talking about himself, Mm -hmm. how heaven has visited him in the temple through the angel Gabriel to bring a response to his prayer and salvation to his people. When some people who were blind were healed by Jesus Christ. The first person to see was Jesus. Yeah. When Zechariah was able to speak after being mute for a while, right, for about you know, nine months, uh, the first words are, blessed be the Lord God of Israel. In other words, what happened to me was right. I deserve that. Yeah. I doubted it, but now the Lord is my savior. And the Lord is using me to fulfill a great plan to give birth to a son who will prepare the way for the Lord. And his prophecy in verse 68 through 75 is focusing on Jesus, am I not correct? Uh, The Messiah, the the Messiah is coming. But then he transitions into this prophecy uh, for the prophet John. 76, Uh and you, child will be called the prophet of the Most High, Mm -hmm. for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way. This is an amazing blessing to be able to prophesy under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit directly to your child. Yeah, I I would love to have that roadmap for my my kids that, hey, you're going to do this and you're going to do that and Mm -hmm. you're going to do this. Um, And that will not come just from a, a parent's dream. Exactly. For, for the kids, but it will come from heaven. From God, yeah. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, isn't that every parent's desire that their, their child fit into God's plan, work within God, the framework God wants, desires for them? Oh, absolutely. This is why Mary was called blessed, mm-hmm. because that was a language of that time, that the mother of Messiah, the woman who will give birth to Messiah, will be called blessed. What do we learn about God? In this section what is this telling us about Jesus and about God we learn that God has a plan mm-hmm. and you cannot delay that plan you cannot rush that plan you can be part of that plan and Zechariah learned the lesson the hard way <laughs> yeah he had nine months to reflect and to meditate and to talk to himself about uh, exactly this topic you say a hard way. I don't know. I think it'd be kind of nice not to be able to speak for nine months. Just, I, th- I think I'd enjoy that. 
don't know if I'd have a job after that. But. Yeah, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> <laughs> um, in this, I, I find God is interacting with us, um, that he keeps, he keeps his promises. Um, here we have Zechariah, and it's, he's willing to forgive. I, I think that's probably what speaks to me the most, that, that Zechariah doubted. But now that he's made this statement, his name will be John, God has restored to Zechariah something he lost, mm-hmm. his voice. Mm-hmm. And all of us need this work of restoration in our life. Mm-hmm. All of us have one kind or another kind of brokenness in our lives, from relationships to finances to uh, losing a loved one or losing a dream in life or losing the way, not having a very clear mission and purpose. All of us, we need something to be restored. Mm -hmm. And this is a strong support. It's a a very important uh, message that God is in this ministry of restoration. So what is this passage telling us? Uh, What is Jesus telling us here? I like to start first, it's easier. What is this passage? uh, What was God telling Zechariah? Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting. As soon as Zechariah was able to speak and God will resume his plan with him, he went back to the moment when he disconnected his plan, his will with God's plan, and that was in the temple when uh, the angel told him, for uh, your son will bring joy and gladness. He will be great before the Lord. He must not drink wine and strong drink. Mm-hmm. And he must be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And the last, last verse in the story says that the child grew and became strong in the spirit as prophesied. And he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. I see here Zechariah responding to God's initiative mm-hmm. and uh, allowing his son to live by himself, separated from the sophisticated schools of the rabbis, living in wilderness. Uh, maybe they live somewhere at the edge of the wilderness. Maybe that is the same wilderness where Jesus Christ went to meditate on the mission of his life and eventually to fast. So to have a father letting his child go away at an earlier age, the time that he was supposed to go to school, Mm -hmm. I see that John, sorry, Zechariah responded to uh, God speaking to him through the angel Gabriel in the sanctuary. And in the same way, God might ask us to go to a place for a while where we prepare for the next step in our life. Yeah. And we should be ready to go to that place. Yeah. I, I think I would jump on the same thing, that, that God here is giving us information and, and uh, giving us decisions and, and asking us to participate and um, how are we going to respond. And I think that comes to my answer. My, my bigger answer comes for what are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. In here, I see obedience. Mm-hmm. 
I see obedience of Elizabeth, Zechariah, and John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth and Zechariah in the naming of John, that they were told to name him John, and they did that. Um, and then for John the Baptist, in verse 80, we see him seemingly being raised in a way that's unique enough that Luke would comment on it, mm-hmm. that he wasn't raised in the town um, that he was raised in the desert, in the wilderness, and, and focused on his preparation for ministry. In direct communion with God. Yeah. Not having his mind shaped by the sophisticated teachings of people. Yeah. So um, the the final question, how how can we share with other people? First, it will be by example. And maybe here... John the Baptist preparing his ministry by himself. Maybe all of us are called to a life of simplicity, Mm -hmm. to stop buying stuff, to declutter what we have in the room, uh, to share the clothes and the shoes and the the, the shirts that we don't use for years and go get closer to Jesus. A life that is founded on simplicity it is uh, founded on direct communion with God when every stage is a preparation for, for the next stage. When the private relationship with God is a preparation for your public sharing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those are lessons that uh, I like to embrace first and by example to share with other people around. That's a wonderful objective for us to go and put into practice. Let's pray. Father God, it is our desire to fulfill the plans that you have for us. Jesus, speaking about the second coming, talks to those who who don't know Jesus. He says, "When, when you saw someone naked, you clothed them. Someone hungry, you fed them. Someone in prison, you visited them. You cared for the widow. And as much as you did these to the least of these, You've done it unto me. Father, I pray that we will be able to be obedient to that call, to care for the oppressed, for the the less fortunate, for those who are struggling, who are sick. I pray that we will be able to make that a focus in our lives, that when Jesus comes back, he'll be able to say to us, well done, you good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of my Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.